Ignition sequence start. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Welcome to Lunar Galactic, home of the To The Moon podcast. Your landing for common sense stock market picks and hot takes. No nonsense, no frills, except this bougie intro. So, here's the thing. The quants and suits hate us and hate you. Why? Because we only pick winners. To the Moon is the home of gut feelings and degenerate straight talk. So strap in and buckle up. Here are your hosts, X and J. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of To the Moon. How's it going, everyone? Uh, your weekly disclaimer, do not base any investment decision upon any information found on this podcast. No need to go in any further than that. Everybody gets it by now. Uh, what'd you guys think about that intro? Pretty cool. New logo, too, you know. We just we kind of upgrade ourselves. We're moving on from AAA. I'd say we're in the major leagues of podcasting now. And I mean, on top of that, Jay, I mean, wouldn't you call this another one of those Kardashian butt lifts here? I mean, yeah. you know, you know, we like to compare stuff to the Kardashians' butts just because, you know, they're nice and that's kind of what our podcast is looking like nowadays. So Looking good, looking clean. Hope everybody liked it. Uh, a little bit of a historical knowledge for you. Uh, on this day in 1969, we had the moon landing and a... I don't know, you moon landing truthers out there, don't come at me right now, but we're just going to say that they did land on it, uh, and pretty cool event, but uh, Wall Street wasn't impressed the next day, the Dow Jones dropped 1.4%, kind of interesting factoid there. That is kind of crazy, you think if, if someone yeah. did that nowadays, right, the first moon landing in a stock market like this, it'd be up a billion percent the next day. Yeah, you hear, you hear things nowadays, you got Moderna, Moderna coronavirus vaccine well it didn't kill anyone so boom stock market's up five ten percent all so right it's kind of interesting how that goes so some big news from last week uh you know really overall last week was kind of slow i feel like with the news um you know typical covid shit going on still but other than that i feel like the biggest piece of news was that twitter hack right Jay? it's pretty funny to watch outside you got joe biden tweeting at me for bitcoin uh, <laughs> yeah i thought it was kind of a maybe a senior moment for him that he just he somehow thought he was just found out that he discovered bitcoin and thought he could cheat everyone but no it wasn't him it was apparently kirk uh he goes this guy that's his, what he goes by he was the apparent ringleader he claimed to work for Twitter and said he had wide-ranging access to user accounts, and he actually controlled the Bitcoin wallet used in the attack. <laughs> yeah, for those of you guys that don't know, so basically, like, 130 people, like, all the blue check marks on Twitter were targeted last week, and only 45 were ended up getting compromised. But basically, this guy named Kirk got in, and he just tweeted all these, like, Bitcoin, uh, you know, feelers out there, right, just from these professional accounts. Uh, Jay, I don't know about you. I mean, if I hacked into, you know, Elon's account or, you know, Joe Biden or any of these big guys, I don't know if I'd be tweeting about Bitcoin. I'm looking at what his next IPO is, and then I'm trying to uh, found an investment bank so I confront that bill and then retire on a Caribbean island. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm doing that. I mean, that, this that sounds pretty intricate, too. Captain Kirk, fucking dumbass, just says, hey, I'm going to try and make a thousand bucks in Bitcoin, which you really... You could have had literally the sun and the stars and the moon, and instead he tried to settle on like uh, a month's worth of food. Yeah, if that. I mean, he literally, I think, so he, he made 280 grand. That's what I actually, I mean, it's not confirmed that's what he made. That's what was connected to his Bitcoin wallet. So it could have been from his last schemes, I guess, too. But basically, his tweet, too, was saying, it was like, what, if you send me 2,000, I'll send you 1,000 or something like no, no, that? No, no, for every opposite. I send you send me a thousand, I'll send you two thousand back. I was about to say, is this guy bad at deals? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be shitty. Um, it just it, it's another thing that kind of shows you how vulnerable everything is, especially these social networks to hacks. I mean, you have all these things that go down, and it's just like, what's next? Uh, credit cards get hacked. These online banks are getting hacked, and it's just. It just shows you you can't take anything for granted with the safety we got going on right now. Everybody's thinking about the coronavirus, but hey, Captain Kirk kind of slid in at the dead of yeah. night and said, I'm going to try and 
score 280 grand in Bitcoin. Kudos to him. Yeah, good job, Captain Kirk. I guess they can't catch him, right? Uh, that's, but, I mean, that's the thing about Bitcoin. It's like untraceable. It's so. untraceable, yeah. But all the Bitcoin conspiracy guys were like, it wasn't Bitcoin that got hacked, it was Twitter that got hacked, so leave Bitcoin out of this, it didn't do anything wrong. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the... Your currency's at fault. Your currency is the one right. being used, so it's that's something interesting. Big week this week. Uh, earnings week, as I like to call it. Uh, Huge. Yeah, third quarter, or no, second quarter earnings are coming right. out. Right. Uh, Big companies reporting this week. It's uh, Super Bowl earnings right here. Super Bowl. Uh, IBM's uh, market uh, was at market close today. We're actually recording in the afternoon of Monday, uh, right at market close. Uh, so we'll be we might be finding out how IBM did live on this. That could be kind of interesting. Uh, Snapchat's going to report tomorrow. Microsoft Wednesday. Twitter and Intel on Thursday. And I think Amazon's even Thursday. I read something kind of funny about Amazon. Jeff Bezos said in, in an earnings call or transcript, something along the lines of, investors might be a little disappointed with how well that we did, or, or no, excuse me, they they did exceptionally well with all the e-commerce, but they're not using this money as profits. They're going to reinvest all this money for a larger distribution channel. Right, knowing how you know investors read earnings calls nowadays too, that, that'll send Amazon stock to the shitter somehow. Somehow. I mean, any good news is bad news, and any bad news is good news nowadays. I mean, that's kind of what they—that's what they run on. The rule book is completely tossed out for how these things usually go down. So, and I mean, you, you know, you look at Netflix last week too, right? I mean, they—you know—some could say they were pretty priced out. Maybe not. You know, whatever. They were a good COVID play. Uh, but they had earnings Thursday night at or after hours, and I believe their earnings beat revenue expectations, beat user uh, growth expectations but failed to report on guidance for quarter three, you know, for how they would keep up this this momentum and failed to, uh, you know, I guess qualms, or I guess uh, comfort some of investor qualms. Yeah. Uh, it just, just kind of goes to show you that there is no sense of normalcy right now. Uh, it'll just be pretty interesting to see what goes on later this week. Uh Moving along, uh, guys, I'm back with breaking news. Uh, I mean, you got some big geopolitical news this I, week. You know, everybody knows I got my feelers everywhere, and I seem to be focusing on Africa lately. Guys, I will say, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the biggest thing to impact the stock market won't be coronavirus. It's going to be the African locust swarm. Now, call me crazy, but a report just came out. In East African countries, including Kenya, Somalia, and Ethiopia, yeah, Ethiopia, who's also in the world's largest war right now, the Egypt versus Ethiopian war, which I reported on last couple weeks. No news last week, because I just found out from my source that they are dealing with the world's largest swarm of locusts that they have ever seen since 3200 BC, when the Book of Revelations was coming out, when... The, what was it, the ten plagues, uh, Alex? Yeah, we, I mean... What we do in Bible school, we know this, don't we? It's, it was like the, the plague or something? Yeah, the plague, the flood, the, the whatever, uh, the drought. You had everything. Uh, so basically what's going down is there's tens of billions of locusts swarming around. They're going around, they're eating up any type of crop that they can get their hands on. And what's going on is... They're literally putting entire nations into the dirt right now. And it's just going to be, it's one of those things we're going to have to watch and kind of find out. No wonder there's been no update in the Egypt versus Ethiopian war. They're fighting off a billion locusts. Yeah, like, so sorry. I mean, they might be working together. We don't know. I mean, yeah. it's just one of those things. Jake, how do you think this is going to affect, I mean, not only stock markets, but the world population? Well, at, on a conservative estimate... I just read that 10% of the world's population could be wiped out by this. I mean, if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. Uh, I don't know how the stock market's not factoring this in right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I just looked up. I mean, you're, you're dead on with that. They also say in Kenya, it's the worst outbreak they've had to face in the last 70 years. Jesus. I mean, gosh, I mean, there's a lot of outbreaks happening in Kenya, I feel like. Our grandparents probably don't even know that. No, no. I 70 mean, years ago, that's when they were around, and they're probably 
saying, oh my god, it's that bad. Yeah. So, I mean, a little facts about locusts. It looks like they're powerful long-distance flyers. So they can easily go 100-plus kilometers. I mean, that might be more than Delta's flying nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, the, la the last largest... Uh, locust outbreak was in 2003, and it resulted in $2.5 billion in crop damage. They're saying this one's going to be 10 times worse than that. So, I mean, look out, guys. Uh, that's kind of my breaking news for this week. Uh, keep a real eye on this. I mean, don't... I mean, I I don't know about you, Alex, but I'm going to be up up late tonight thinking about this, kind of struggling to fall asleep. How are we going to deal with this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm also concerned, you know, how the media is going to play this off as a, you know, a corona, corona thing. You know, they're talking about corona so much. We should be worried about the locust swarms. Yeah, it's just like, are we going to need a locust vaccine? Let's get going on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that's a feeler right now. I mean, you know, get your hands on some locust vaccines while, while you can, while they're low. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving along, buys for the week. Or no, we're going to go into uh, how we did last week. Uh, three for six on the week. I was one for three. Alex, two for three, carrying the team here. Uh, my buy on the week, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, I actually bought a lot of Anheuser-Busch stock last week. So, I, I, once again, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Down 2%. Nothing to scoff at. Uh, but, guys... Baseball season is back on Thursday, and there's one thing Americans like to, like to do. It's they like to drink Bud Light, and they like to watch sports and even baseball. People are so crazy for content right now. People are going to be watching every MLB day game, every, you know, trying to ride out their Thursday afternoon parlay. They're going to be watching it with some Bud Lights in their hand. Yeah, I mean, Jay, maybe that's something we check in on next week, you yeah. know? Because, I mean, this week, you, you know, I mean, you got the NBA bubble breaking, right? I mean, they're going to start playing. You yeah. got PL, and you got, you know, lacrosse. You got all these new sports coming out this week, too. I mean, Speaking of something crazy is the NBA bubble. Uh, I saw something today. It, 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 it's all these girls are starting to snitch on the NBA bubble saying that, like, these... NBA guys are inviting them to the bubble when that's so against. It's like, how did you think that you were going to keep these guys, you know, <laughs> from trying to talk to women? I mean, yeah. that's impossible. I mean, it's like trying to keep locusts out of Africa. Impossible. It's you impossible. can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, I saw something. It was Austin Rivers was saying uh, he was on Instagram Live. He's, uh, I think he's playing for the LA Clippers, son of Doc Rivers. He uh, said... People were saying, where does LeBron stay in this? How come we haven't seen where he's staying? Uh, apparently, LeBron has his own compound in Disney World. Uh, so that's kind of funny. I mean, LeBron's such a, a baller that he's got his own compound of hotel room when everybody else is complaining about their staying in like a one-bedroom uh, closet. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't surprise me, though, to say the least. No. I mean not at all. Alex, what uh, what, are you, what are you working with? So last week I had my buy rating for Wayfair. Uh, I actually sold the farm to tell you guys to get in Wayfair there. Uh, I was a firm believer in the, you know, the old kid, the old kid selling, but I just figured, you know what, you know who's buying Wayfair are these elites, and they're not going to stop when just a mm -hmm. little bit of leak gets out that, uh, you know, they're selling kids. They're not giving up till they go no, to jail. Not at all. And so... Just like that, they're not in jail yet, and just like that, Wayfair is up eight percent since I said to buy it last week. Uh, pretty big, pretty big win, pretty big increase for for Wayfair this week. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys bought in on that. My hold for last week, Peloton up four percent. So if you held on to that or even got into it, you're gonna see a nice little tidy profit. I'd say keep on to that. Keep or keep holding on to that even longer. It's only gonna go up. Yeah, great hold on that week. Okay, uh, my hold for last week was Walmart, only up 2%, uh, still a win, you know, but at the end of the day, I expected it to go up a little bit more, but I guess that's why it's a hold. I wasn't expecting it to move too much, just expecting it to do a steady increase. My sell in the week was Snapchat. It actually went up 3.5%, but here's what I'm saying. They're going to be, I mean, if this shows them anything with Twitter, they're vulnerable to another hack. I mean, if you see any Snapchat spam about Bitcoin, I'd say... Throw your phone away, delete Snapchat, and run the other way. I mean, here's some food for thought. There's no nudes being sent out on Twitter. No, that's true. I mean, a cybersecurity breach on Snapchat could be the end of... A lot of people. <laughs> so... Uh, Snapchat's going to go down long term. Stay away from it. Myself from last week was 
you know, more of an emotional sell, I'd say. It was a sealed air core. It goes under the ticker <laughs> S-E-E. Uh, they sell bubble wrap and packaging items. Uh, it was more of a personal vendetta. I told you guys to sell. They're actually also up 8%. Uh, no words for them. <laughs> uh, moving on to our ratings for this week. Alex, why don't you start us off? Oh, let's check in on the people's stock. I uh, picked it at $8.86. It's about $8.50 right now. It's a 3.5% decrease. You know, Plug is one of those ones that, you know, fluctuates week to week, so I wouldn't think too much on that. I think it's still a great pick by the people. Um, you know, it is what it is. We'll expect that to probably go up next week. So, my buy on this coming week, uh, I do feel very strongly about this buy. I think it's pretty solid, to be honest with you guys, is eBay. So eBay, they have their earnings report tomorrow. Um, they have a few things working for them here. Not only do they have the whole COVID play, right? You know, as you guys can see, more people are shopping online during COVID. And people love buying from private independent sellers, right? So that's why Walmart just added that into their system. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what eBay does. They're all the private independent sellers. On top of that, it's not even generally what eBay is, but on top of that, their contract just uh, dissolved with PayPal. If you guys didn't know, they had PayPal be their exclusive seller before. So that's just another thing that they're probably going to release tomorrow, that their contract's ending so that they don't have to worry about, you know, having everything run through PayPal anymore, which is just a big pain in the ass. On top of that, they're nearing a deal to merge their ad unit. Wow. So the deal's with another Norwegian company. Uh -oh. We talk a lot about Norwegian companies on here. But they're with another Norwegian company called Adaventina or Adaventa or something like that. Uh, they're valuing eBay's ad unit at $9 billion. So Jesus. that deal hasn't been released yet. Just a little rumor, right? You know you know what a lot of people say? I think, you know, my buddy Mike just an hour ago told me that, you know, you buy on the rumor, you sell on the news. So buy on the rumor right now that they're going to sell their ad unit. Um, and on, on top of that, the price target was just raised to $62. So a lot, a lot of stuff going for eBay tomorrow. Jay, what's your buy? I like that. Uh, Qualcomm it trades uh, by the ticker... Qcom uh, trading at ninety two dollars and fifty cents right now. Uh, they're, apparently, they're a big player in the five G game, which is the new kind of hot technology everybody's talking about these days. Apple's going to come out with a five G phone later this fall, but Qualcomm has kind of been on the ground floor doing, uh, you know, the semiconductors of five G. I don't really know what that means. I'm just reading about it. Uh, that's going to go up. Everybody likes having faster uh, connectivity. Who, who wouldn't want that? You'd be an idiot. Uh, not to. So I'm getting in on that. And then, I mean, that's an early, an early get-in, right? Yeah, I mean, early. I feel like no one's really going to do much with the 5G spending. And maybe that's background work yeah. right now, right? Well, yeah. I think a lot of uh, the 5G's kind of gone to the, uh, been on delay because of Corona. Uh, but because everybody's just trying to focus on getting through it. But now they uh, they're making a push again to get back into it. So I, I mean, like them. Jay, what's what's a uh, Qualcomm's relationship with Huawei or whatever that Chinese five G company? Huawei, yeah, yeah Huawei. Uh, I think it's actually they have a working relationship. But if there, I have, so I mean, you have access to the Chinese bookkeepers. That, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, so I do have that going <laughs> for me. So we'll probably go up ten percent next week. Uh, maybe we sell them right before earnings, just because we all know how that goes. Right, or maybe, yeah, maybe before any sort of next upcoming audit. You want to read about a crazy company, read into Huawei. I think it's spelled H-U-A-W-E-I. I mean, apparently the their workplace is like a prison. They got people jumping off the skyscrapers. They had to, they had to put a fence in around, or like a net in around the building because they had people jumping off so much. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, so stay away from them. But Qualcomm, I think they're safe uh, uh, into our holds for the week. <laughs> that was a crazy buy there, Jay. Uh, my hold for the week is Intel. Um, just pretty simple. Again, they had their earnings on Thursday, part of the big earnings week, right? Um, I just think, you know, as any uh, online, you know, cyber company has been during COVID, it's, it's only gone up. After their earnings this week, I think we'll even get a better idea of that. On top of that, they are working well with Ford right now. A subsidiary of Intel actually is going to have the technology to power Ford's next generation of uh, AI driving, right? So they're, they're automated driving. Every, every car brand is trying to get into that. And Intel has this thing called like mobile IQ technology or something like that. Sounds good. Sounds sexy. I mean, Ford is, Ford is you know, 
uh, snatch that up, and so Intel's going to be leading that with them. I'm sure we'll get another uh, sort of idea about that on Thursday when they release their earnings, but I like holding Intel. I don't think it's going to do anything but steadily go up. Just think you could have, you could be driving the, or excuse me, the Ford Bronco is going to be driving you soon. Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome. How nice does that sound? Uh, my whole uh, young brands, uh, you know, they're the big fast food chain. They do KFC, Taco Bell, I think Pizza Hut too, you know. Uh, I like them to keep going up. Uh, it's probably gonna be slow, slow growth, but it's gonna go up over time. People, people, I mean, they just love it. They can't get enough of these foods. Who doesn't like Taco Bell late night? I know I do. I know. X I mean, does. It, yeah, and even if you guys say you don't, I mean, when you have a few drinks slung back and you, yeah, you know, you're in the Uber trying to hold it together on the way home. You're, yeah. you're stopping by Taco <laughs> Bell. You're tipping the guy ten bucks and saying, "Can you please stop with me at Taco <laughs> Bell?" Because I'm. I'm clinging on to life here in the back seat. I got. I had to ask him to open the window up just to try to make it home. Uh, and you know, I just think over time it's going to keep going up and up. People are people are really into health foods lately, but you know the the kind of the silent group of people who don't really have the Twitter voice. You know, they love their Yum brands, and those are the people floating the bill. Okay, so hold was Yum. I like that. Uh, my sell for the week is Lockheed Martin. Uh, pretty bold sell, honestly. There, I you know I, I'm not super confident about this one, but I just I like it as my sell for this week. Airlines are down. You got a lot of airlines earnings reports this week. They honestly might be a little bit better in expectations. Uh, but you know you hear I think it was United is actually adding flights. They're trying some like reverse psychology here or something like that. Something weird, but. Um, I just don't like Lockheed for the week. I feel like the outlook on airlines is still pretty pessimistic for the next few years. Um, yeah, a few years, not even for the next few months. I think it's pretty pessimistic for the next few years. And on top of that, I mean, I just can't imagine that an airline manufacturer like Lockheed is getting many new orders, right? You know what I mean? I mean, why would they be getting, you know, you still have X amount of planes throughout the world grounded right now. I can't imagine an airline manufacturer like Lockheed is getting new orders. So I just can't imagine their earnings are going to be that great this week. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see. They're, you know, Lockheed, they're dead to me. They're dead to me this week. I, I could get behind that. You know, I like to keep a, I like to keep a garage. Uh, my sell for the week, uh, it's trading at around $75, is Starbucks uh, or Starbies. What it, Starbies. That's what the cool people are calling them these days. I'm out on Starbucks. I don't want anything to do with them. Uh, I just think it's kind of a, you know, it's all hype, no actual substance behind them. You think uh, it's just the hype of going to Starbucks? Yeah, getting your... I mean, they're uh, charging you eight bucks for a sip of coffee. Exactly. It's mostly ice. Uh, but people, I think people are kind of getting behind the whole Starbucks hype. I. I know. I, I don't. I don't know if I want to talk about it. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> it just pisses me off. I I just think people over time are gonna realize that Starbucks is a fad, and I I I'm out on it. I mean, I, you're the first one to be. I mean, maybe Jay. In ten years, we look back, and there's a statue for you getting pulled down somewhere for calling Starbucks a you know a, a fad. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I'm the new Warren Buffett. <laughs> Who knows though? Uh, moving on. Uh, you know, boner stock of the week, Motorola. Uh, yeah, you guys remember the old Razor phones, right? Cool in the cool in their fourth grade days, but these days, oh, no. what are they good for? Yeah, absolutely. Who even still even knows or owns anything with Motorola? Yeah, I mean it's, you know, I feel like pre-COVID they were releasing some commercials for their pandemic or for their uh, Razor, and I was just laughing to see that they were even still trying that they're still in the game, right? I feel like they're just. They're kind of that washed-up NBA player that shows up at the bubble and asks where his hotel room is. Yeah, and he's actually not even on the team. They're like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing here? Uh, the don't let your woman talk to your guy at the bar stock of the week. Uh, this one's actually going to IPO, I think, either at the end of this week or beginning next week. It's called Inexon Bioscience. Uh, sounds sexy. Sounds real good to me. Um, I'm all in on it. Whenever they say like biotech or bioscience, I just think that sounds just really I mean, it's just got to go up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they do antibody, t uh, like genome, that, you know, all those kind of buzzwords. Uh, 
use like any try and any pre-med guy tries to talk to you yeah, about exactly. right yeah the genome sequencing has been really you know they're getting real good on the dna testing but the, the, all that bullshit you just want to tell them to buzz off right uh so they, they basically put in the like antibodies they can they're finding a way to literally put them in your blood so you can fight off like degenerative diseases I don't know a whole lot about this. It just sounds It sexy. sounds really good. Just take my word for it. It's going to go up. And it's an IPO. It's going to go and up. On top of it, yeah, you'll have the quants run in the quiet period yep. here. If you listen to our episode a couple of weeks ago talking about how it's actually impossible for us to make money off IPOs nowadays. But, you know, this is, I guess, a feeler for all the quants that are listening. Uh, you know, this is going to go up. I guess you guys already knew that, probably. They, but. Yeah, they, we're not telling them anything they don't know. Uh, but yeah, okay. I mean, so guest for the week, uh, we had a pretty pretty interesting Billy guest. LeBeau. Yeah, Billy LeBeau. Le- LeBeau. LeBeau. So pretty interesting guest for the week. Uh, you you know, know, he did. He he kind of liked to dive into the political realm of things. We're staying out of that. We're not a politics podcast, so his views were not were not our views. Uh, kind of interesting to see how he thought politics and the market are actually completely inseparable. I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, he definitely liked to uh, hear himself talk about the stock market. Uh, nice guy. Um, seems like he knows what he's doing a little seems bit. Seems like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, I feel like he's kind of approaching the quant level of confidence there, though. Yeah, he, he really had some bold claims, uh, so you guys will kind of hear more about that as, as, as we talk with him. Uh, he, uh, he just... He really probably um, is more on the quant side of things than we are. So, you know, take that for what you will. Uh, Thanks a lot, Billy, for coming on. Uh, Here he is. All right, so we got Billy LeBeau on the line. I think that's how I say your last name. Is that right? LeBeau, pretty close. LeBeau. All right, LeBeau, give give our listeners a little background, will you? Yes, yeah, so uh, I've been into the market and politics for a long time. Uh, I won Best Delegate at Yale and Harvard Model Congress in high school. And I think politics and the market very intertwined. You know, we'll kill this market. A Joe Biden presidency and a higher capital gains tax. All the risk for the reward ratio is totally... It sells off from there. So politics and the market intertwined. Very interested and curious about both. And uh, I look to uh, take that to the betterment of my clients. Okay. Okay. So you say clients like you have a business going. Tell us, I mean, what is that? Yes. Yeah, so right now it's essentially freelance financial advisory. We're de- working with one client, a very large account, $30,000 now. We're eventually going to get his mom in. That's going to be a much larger account. And, you know, there's a bunch of people who are texting me regularly now just being like, hey, can you manage some capital for me? Um, so we've got that side of the business going in terms of, you know, financial advisory, ultimately becoming a hedge fund. You know, I can there's a problem with the hedge fund. We were going to with my current client and his mom take a look at that. But you need to pay about 16000 in recurring annual expenses to the Virgin Islands. They're all they're a foreign. So we need that kind of bank account and all that so they don't need to pay u.s taxes and then it's fifty thousand in startup fees so if i'm only managing one and a half million it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but what guy filled up all six of those client spots will take it to a hedge fund and at that point it'll be an official company so billy what would you say about yourself would you say you're more on you know fundamental analysis or you more on like the retail side of investing yeah, so, so I, I, I'm a little right? So I was definitely in in uh, Norwegian Cruise Line up until Jan, uh, June 11th. Um, major stuff happened. Billy, I didn't know if you know this, but I personally hate Norwegian Cruise Line. Why? They wronged me one too many times. <laughs> okay, so... I, the reason why I like Norwegian Cruise Line and specifically them over the other cruise lines is, do you know who Bernard Arnault is? Vaguely. Describe him for us. Yeah. He's the CEO of LVMH, like Louis Vuitton, Hublot, 
Moet, Dom Perignon, all those brands. All yeah, I think I remember meeting him last brand. week. Yeah, so he took a 300 million stake in Norwegian Cruise Line. So cruises, you know, I don't know about you, I've never been on a cruise. I feel like a large percentage of the population hasn't been on a cruise. I, I have actually been on cruises, and I think they're highly over hyped and overrated. And I personally <laughs> won't be taking any of my family members on one anytime soon. Okay, no, that's a, that's a dagger because I got a Norwegian cruise line stake. Not big, but it's there. So, but, you know, Billy, are, are, here's a question for you. Are you putting your are you putting your money where your mouth is? Are you trading your own type of money? Or are you mostly trading yeah. other people's money? So I I mean more of the money is other people's money, but I'm also trading my own money. And so, so, Billy, you're more of a hype man. Yeah, you're more of a hype man than anything. I'm more of a hype man, huh? No, I definitely say I'm somewhat of a realist. I like to you know hype is definitely part of it. I feel like there's a whole lot to be hyped about, but. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. Okay, so Billy, talk about some of your some of your positions right now. What you yeah. you know, not only I guess what you're putting other people's money in. So yeah, I'm, I'm less of the Hertz and cruise line type of trader, right? I'm not looking for the except Norwegian massive. What? Yes. Yeah, well, Norwegian, I'm holding, so I'll get to Norwegian a little bit. It's not a very big position, maybe one or two percent portfolio allocation. So towards the top of the list. We've got Upwork at 5% portfolio allocation. And right now, let me preface all of this. I'm at, this is my client account, which is my main focus. I, you know, if I were to manage a lot of money, this is how it would be. I'll go to my account in a little bit. I'm at 40% cash in this account. So my largest position is a 5% position in Upwork. So I see a lot of people starting to work from home. And this is a position I've had for a very long time. I've added to it significantly as it continued to sell off. But if you go to my Instagram, you'll see sometime in October of last year, the stock was around 1350 and I was regularly continuing to push the stock as it sold off, as it sold off, and I got really excited about it and was like, all right, telling lots of people, like, we got, we got to take advantage of this. As soon as corona came and people started working from home. So it went down from about $14 a share right around when I was first endorsing it publicly down to about five and change a share. So then I was, like, really going and nibbling on that. Yeah, that's and a big loss there. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, now it's up at 1462 and it so was you cut even in six months. Week. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm more than even because I've, you know, I've worked a job, made cash, but oh, since that first call, yeah, about even. And I think this is just getting started. I so you're even as jobs. long as you've got other income coming in from other jobs. Or I guess you're yeah, more than even. Exactly, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. So if you work, pick up a shift at Mickey D's down the street, as long as your stocks are even, you're up on the week. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So. What else are you in? Yeah, so then I'm in Jumia. This, I would say, is... Uh, is that Chinese? Sentence. No, it's Africa. Oh, so it's, okay. the, it's the Amazon of Africa. It's the largest e-commerce uh, platform in all of Africa. So think Alibaba, right? Lots of people use Alibaba. Lots of people in China use Alibaba. Lots of people in the United States use Alibaba because they've got cheap manufacturing. Billy, are you aware, though, about what's going down in Africa at the moment with the, the, the locust swarm going down? They said it could potentially wipe out 10% of the world's population. No, what's that? Is that a new virus? It's not a new virus. It's very real, and it's, very, it's happening every day. It's the largest locust swarm that they have seen since the Book of Revelations. What's a locust swarm? Is that like a bug? It's a bug that wipes out entire fields of wheat, entire fields of any type of crop you could ever imagine. It is. Yeah. Some people have said, and I am also firmly in the boat, that it could be the largest impact of the economy that we have today. Damn, that sounds pretty crazy. I hope, I hope that's the case and that's like a natural occurrence. And it's not the Chinese trying to gain some sort of leverage on us. Because one area where the United States has lost in relatively recent history is foreign policy. We've been doing foreign policy very incorrectly. We've allowed China to essentially make Africa not their guinea pig, but their, you know, become reliant on China. So, um, so, so do, you think, not, do you think the Chinese have their hand in the Egypt versus Ethiopian war? I don't know a whole lot about... That particular war. What I'm hoping they don't. It's only one of the biggest in history. There, what? So what's basically going down is, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, is they're fighting over control of the Nile River and the subsequent resources that come from the Nile River, including the major water source. 
And you're saying the Chinese are actually, they're the puppet master in this? What? Well, okay. So the Chinese want other countries to be reliant on them and need things from them, production from them, whatever it is. They want other countries to be reliant on them. They want them to be buying Huawei products, all these things, just like the United States want that, wants that. And Africa, massive population, no like sense of infrastructure. If they became more reliant on food, they would have to turn to somebody like the Chinese. I'm just very skeptical of the Chinese and their kind of larger ambitions in the world to suppress other powers like the United States, which you know I'm not going to say it's about COVID, but you know this is a nation that's a communist nation. Let's not forget that they're a communist nation. Okay. And communist nations have been notorious for fighting cold wars. Right, so maybe yeah. maybe they released the locust hoping that they have some sort of new locust spray that Africa might become reliant on them for. That or food or, you know, saving their war, their entire, you know, society. They have to turn to the Chinese. Something In- like that. Interesting. I just remember a, I just remember a similar bug, a Chinese bug, somehow making it over the Atlantic Ocean, a bee, whatever it was, like the killer wasp or whatever, making it over the ocean and coming here, you know, in the middle of COVID. So, Billy, are you a big commodities guy? Like, are you constantly looking to get into uh, more of hard currency? Uh, I Gold and silver, yes. So, so you probably saw that silver reached its all-time high earlier today? I didn't see that in particular. I have been casually watching the chart. I actually just texted my client to make sure he gets some silver. Told him about gold a couple weeks ago. He ended up getting some gold. So um, good to know that silver is at its all-time high. If we were to go down that route into the hard currency and everything, you know, that's something that has actual practical use as a resource. And, is you know, everyone's been talking about gold and silver. It hopefully will be a solid store of money. Or store value in a situation like well, that. Well, and that's so, something that China can't manipulate, right? Can't manipulate. That's great. What are your, so, you know, everybody's favorite stock to talk about right now, Tesla. What are your thoughts on Tesla? It's up 8, 8.5% yeah. today. Do you think Tesla's priced out or do you think it's still got room? So. You know, I they got the earnings coming yeah. up. Yeah, a, pro- a problem I see, yes, and I'm, I'm very aware of battery day, and that will be, you know, I'll get to that towards the end. I'll start with the bad. So in the internet bubble, a lot of these companies that are now around have passed their internet bubble valuation. But during the internet bubble, what happened was investors pulled forward all that potential, all that, you know, potential earnings, potential valuation, brought it all the way up. And then it took them so long for that those companies to mature into those valuations. And I think a similar thing is happening to Tesla, but they can mature into that valuation really quick, become bigger than Apple. If they go hard on this thing and they don't necessarily focus as much on being a car maker, they could be like the car mafia. If they sell their batteries and their AI to other car companies and can have leverage over every single car company who have you know massive manufacturing all around the world and are just dying to improve their profit margins, which Tesla can help them do, and then they'd have massive scale. You know, I don't know. I, I, I like Tesla, right? I love the Cybertruck, but I think the new Ford Bronco is way cooler than the Model X. It just completely blows the Model X out of the water. What the Model X has is fucking electric and has it can drive itself. You know, that, that that's the cool Tesla guts that I like. But they can, if they could sell that to every car company, all of a sudden Ferrari's making the fastest car Tesla. It's a three, you know, and doing like $3 billion a year in battery sales, which is more than Amazon. So maybe they're going to go down that route on battery day. I hope so. And then they can go beyond cars into, into homes. And then their valuation will be justified at being equal, essentially equal, to all of the current energy companies combined. So if Elon Musk, let's say you sat down and you had coffee with him, you would advise him to kind of completely abandon his approach right now of making cars and just getting into the bare bones of it and selling his battery only. Yes, and I believe he agrees with Whoa. that because I heard him it's on kind of, that, is a, that is a scalding take, Billy. Yeah, so... so I listened to an earnings call and an analyst asked him if he would consider selling bad. I didn't ask him. 
asked another Tesla executive on the call, would they consider selling batteries to other call to other car companies? And then the executive starts kind of fumbling, like, well, well, well. And then Elon Musk just cuts him off and he's like, yes, yes, we would. Like something along those lines. So I think that might be the direction they're going. Billy, what do you think about price raiders? Price raiders? What do you mean by price raiders? What are your overall thoughts on them? I mean, are they, do you believe them? Do you not believe them? Do you think they're, you know, feeding you bullshit? Do you think they're manipulating the market? What do you think about the price raiders? What do you mean by better, you know, pushing Tesla up? What do you mean by price raiders? Just, you know, just the, I, I'd like to call them the, as you just call them the, the car mafia, I'd like to call them the price raider mafia. It kind of seems like it's something you're born into. You can't necessarily uh, aspire to be a price raider. You're just, you are born to be a price raider. They're, they like can kind of do. They can kind of do no wrong. They they get to pick and choose uh, on what day they want to push a stock. Do you agree with that? What do you yeah. think about them? So I I don't I wouldn't want to be one of them, right? I would want to be somebody who doesn't really look at the market day to day. Who's well, okay, maybe looks at the market day to day. But isn't that your job, Billy? I thought you were looking at the market every day. I am looking at the market every day. I'm not, even during this call, I'm looking at my at my uh, portfolio. Multitasker, I like that. Yeah, but I my job isn't to look at the market. My job is to beat the market. So whoa, the market was so yeah. Billy, Billy, your yeah. job. I just want to cut you off real quick. That you you know you put yeah. out a big buzzword there, beat the market. You know, some would yeah. argue that's not even possible. What is you know what's your stance on the efficient market hypothesis? So the efficient market hypothesis is that everything is priced into the market? Some forms. Yeah, so I don't dispute that, right? I think a lot of information is priced into the market, but I'll give you the, my biggest call ever in life. Chris in Pro life. Pro everyone knows, everyone knew what CRISPR technology was. A lot of people doubted, would it come to fruition? You know, is it going to be a real thing? Are people going to use CRISPR and everything? That information, it, it leaks out very slowly. Like once a year, we kind of get a major CRISPR announcement. But in From an time, inside man. Is, what? From an inside man. What do you mean from an inside man? Billy, I'm going to put you on the record right now. Are you a CRISPR inside yeah. man? I'm not a CRISPR inside man. Okay. I'm not. Thank you for putting that so, on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that year where very little information is coming out, that stock is flying all over the place. And nothing new has necessarily happened with that, you know, hypothesis of what is CRISPR. It's genetic engineering. It's, we've been working on it for several years. But since 20, August 2017 till now, it's gone from $18 a share to like $96 a share. So very little new information on that. You know, it's been tested, whatever, small things here and there. But the market didn't price in that 300% increase. So I disagree with the market hypothesis that, you know, everything is priced into the market, whatever. I do believe, you know, everyone has information and they use that information and all the information is public that is public and I expect everyone to at least come across that information, but data and information to me is up to interpretation and insight. So I disagree with the yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I've got one last question for you here, Billy. I mean, leave our listeners with a with a buy for the week here. I mean, what if you had some free cash? It sounds like you got forty percent, you know, in cash right now. What what would you advise our listeners to get into this week? So, I would. Get, there's. I'm going to drop a couple names that I think that they should have because none of these are super attractive at these prices. I do want to see some sort of pullback. But if you um, go with the safer names at the beginning that I do think are well-priced, I would say GM is pretty well-priced right now. Walmart is a little steep, but I really like Walmart. I would sell Amazon if you have it. Why, why sell bit. Amazon? Just curious. So, yeah, Amazon is a great company. They do a lot in revenue. Yeah. Um, and they just became a, an even better business. They just became an even better business because all these old people that weren't using Amazon are now relying on Amazon for grocery delivery. Right. So they've seen all that. But similar to the hypothesis about Tesla and the internet bubble, they may have pulled potential gains and future gains forward and now need to mature into that valuation and might have pulled too much forward. So they already sell pretty much everything on the market. They faced very little competition and they're selling to all the customers they should already be selling to. And their PE ratio is 125. 
Whereas Walmart is just getting into the e-commerce game right now. They're going to do just as good, if not better, a job at that e-commerce game than Amazon. They're also doing this very interesting partnership with Shopify, which will let you know individual direct-to-consumer sellers sell on Amazon that can also sell direct-to-consumer, which is at the end of the day what every producer wants to do. So, um, so Billy, you say sell. Got, you say sell Amazon, got, but hold on, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah, and they've got in-person locations within 10 miles of like 90% of America, some, you know, line like that, that can offer discounts on gas, discounts on instant need products. It's just a better membership to have. And they're more likely to do same day delivery than I think Amazon is. And I already think Amazon is fast enough. So that yeah. no longer. Really, that's yep. kind of, I don't, I don't know if I just, I don't know if I agree with you. They're better equipped to do same day delivery than Amazon. Amazon is yep. legitimately everywhere. I, yeah. I think, I don't know if you can say that somebody can possibly do, uh, you know, shipping and transportation better than Amazon when they are already doing it better than anyone has ever done it. So, yes. So, Amazon is doing a very good job at delivery. They've kind of made everyone like FedEx, UPS, step up their game. And they've gone after those guys and they've tried to differentiate themselves and take those guys away so they can have their own planes and all that. What Walmart has, though, is something Amazon doesn't have. Amazon has distribution centers in New York, in Dallas, in L.A., in Chicago, in every single major city. But Walmart has small distribution centers all around the country. And at a time, Amazon used that as their leverage. They said, hey, the price per square foot we're paying is so much less than the price per square foot Amazon, or Walmart's paying. But that, that cost is, yes, it's a cost. But, not, but at the time, Amazon wasn't doing same and next day delivery. If Walmart only needs to take their products 10 miles to 90% of their customers, whereas Amazon needs to take their products hundreds of miles um, for some customers, their guarantee, I believe, isn't going to be as strong. Gotcha. Well, uh, Billy, I think that's all the time we've got. So you're long on, uh, you're long on Amazon and you're long on Walmart. And he says, yeah, if "Those are the safe names." Then I would also are not. Them. You're not. You're selling Amazon. You're long on. Uh, what was it? Walmart. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Selling Amazon. Long on Walmart. Also long Jumia. It's getting expensive. Maybe we get some pullback on any of these names. I would take a look. I don't know Jumia, if I trust them with the African locust storm Etitas, coming in. Intelia, CRISPR, and one more safe one is Capital One. Okay. Alrighty. Thanks a lot, Billy. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate Thank you, it, guys. I appreciate the interview. All right, uh, you know, that was Billy LeBeau, like we said. Uh, glad we could have him on, you know. Even with, you know, say what you will, but he, I feel like he's got some pretty good insights. Uh, yeah, smart guy. Yeah, so I guess what we'll do now is we'll check in on our buddy Mike's uh, intern stock competition. We had mentioned last week, I think he had wrote in a question telling us that he was in, like, third to last place in his competition and needed some help. Um, so we actually gave him a call before the pod. Uh, tonight and just got a little update on how he did last week and uh, you know just kind of went from there. Yeah, you think third pl- or third to last place things can't get worse? Uh, wow, things got way worse. <laughs> Mike called us today uh, looking for some advice. Uh, he's in last place. Uh, it's not looking good for him right now. He's got eleven days left. Eleven days left to turn it around. Uh, he. He's doing some soul searching right now. So uh, I mean, some of his losers from last week or what? He he happened to get in Netflix uh, before the old crash and burn after so Thursday's that was earnings. Bad. That was really bad. And what what is this other company? Spac. Spac. He lost big on whatever that is. Spac. I don't was, know what Spac is. If you if you don't know what it is, uh, I'm usually a big proponent of staying away I, from. I it. think he was trying to out outbeat the quants there yeah. with some sort of reverse IPO knowledge insight that he had, and it ended up losing big on that one too. Tough sledding for Mike. Uh huh. Maybe if he would listen to our buy and holds for the week, he yeah. would, he'd be way up by now. I mean, like like we said last week, I mean, we had the Wayfair call that was up 8%, and then, you know, the Peloton call it's up 4%. That would have been an additional 12% on Mike's week here. And but damn, it is what it is. Uh, time for everybody's favorite segment of the week, uh, Jay Gets Embarrassed segment. Uh, we pick a... People send in impossibly difficult financial questions to ask me, and I try and answer them to the best of my knowledge. 
All right, Giants. So we got, we got some kickers this week. Yeah. I had to I had to look some of these up just to see if you just know. to let everyone know I haven't looked at these. I don't know anything, so this is all off the top of my head. So don't come at me. All right, here we go. First question for the week. Who's this from, Patrick? Uh, this is from Patrick. Yeah. First question for the week from Patrick for Jay's impossible question segment. What percent of total DCF value is usually in the terminal value? Interesting. This kind of seems like uh, an absolute fuck you question to me and maybe my entire family. Uh, I know what DCF stands for, uh, discounted cash flow. So I say you know some of those words. Terminal value, I think, is the the, the perpetual value of of a company. So I got that. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, I'm gonna say thirteen point nine percent. That sounds good. That sounds really good. It sounds like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, that could work. Go. I mean, tell me what went into that number. What went into that work? Uh, no, uh, that work. This kind of cash flow is going into the enterprise value of a company. Uh, I would just say, no. I'd like to. I'd like to. No, I'm gonna stick with thirteen point nine. I, I, you know, I'm actually I'm way on the spot here. I don't know. Uh, you're just feeling it. I feel that number. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Pat. I don't fucking know. Uh, can we move on? Yeah, yeah, all right. One? I mean, that was just a bad Can I get some yeah. redemption here? <laughs> all right. What all right, the me, fuck is me, that question? Let me, let me pull ridiculous. up a new one. Let me pull up a new one. All right, so this one is from Matt. Um, okay. Let's see. So this one, I mean, it doesn't seem that hard. I don't know if this is a cut and dry answer, but he says... If you were pitching to be an underwriter for an IPO... Oh, boom. I'm all over what this the, already. What would the table of contents of the pitch book look like? Oh, interesting. Um, so if I'm pitching to be the underwriter, I want to be the, the institutional investor behind it. So I want to be the person that actually gets the profit off of it, unlike anyone else. Because uh, everything's going to get priced out in the quiet period. Uh, what I'm looking for, I'm going to say I've got a huge bankroll. Uh, I can market the company very well. And then lastly, I'd say I have a proven track record of doing it because I'm probably I've already done this. So you guys need me, and I'd love to have you to run up a quick score and then dump it all to people. Uh, I mean, to, I'd buy to the that. common person. That sounds pretty good to me. That was a good pitch. Yeah. Okay, so first one, I didn't have any clue. Second one, Grand Slam. So Grand Slam. I, I did just look up the value. Uh, it is 70%, actually. Okay, not terrible. Uh, yeah, just a few percent off. A few percent. So, Jesus, 70%. That seems a little steep. Are we sure that they're right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe we'll write in and give them your explanation, see if they accept it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's our episode for the week. Uh, hope you guys got informed. Um, you know, hope you guys are ready for this big grand slam of an earnings week. Here. Yeah, here we go, guys. Pay attention. Hold your hats. Uh, should be an interesting week. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. Uh, yeah. We'll All see right. you guys next Monday. Uh, talk about this earnings week that went down. Uh, hopefully, our buddy Mike gets to second to last place. Uh, see you guys later. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of To The Moon, available on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe and give us an Insta follow so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends, make some pics, and make some money.